This is an RNZ podcast. Super scientist Nano Girl is on a mission to show everyone the wonders of science. She's joined by her trusty sidekick, the constantly learning artificial intelligence repository. We call her Claire. Let's cross now to Nano Girl's secret lab. Claire, do you think we should get a pet? What sort of pet would you like, Nano Girl? A goldfish? Hmm, I don't think so. What about a guinea pig? Or a rabbit? Both very cool. Actually, I'd love to have a rabbit bouncing around the lab. This was not my best idea, Nano Girl. You would trip over it, and it would poo everywhere. Hmm, that's probably true. We could get a dog. Dogs are smart, and I could take it for long runs. I like that. That reminds me, Nano Girl. We have a question about smart animals. Oh, uh, what is the smartest animal? I think we can help Reuben with that. And there's a zoo just around the corner here, so, well, maybe Reuben would like to come with me and we can find the answer. Are you going to take the jet vault? You could walk. I could walk, but I just changed some plugs in it yesterday and it would be great to take it for a test run. And if anything goes wrong, you'll be close enough to walk back to the lab. Claire, come on. When do things ever go wrong? I could print you out a list if you'd like. Wow, programming you to learn has meant that you've already taught yourself the sarcasm function. Hmm. Cool. That'll show, Claire. The plugs are working perfectly. Shame it's such a quick trip, though. Well, look, there's Reuben's school now. Down we go. What was that? I think I'm in the right place. Let me see. There's a door here. I'll find out who's inside. Yes? Hi. Um, where am I? Uh, Ponsonby Intermediate School. <gasps> Perfect. I am in the right place. I'm looking for somebody called Reuben. Oh, I, I'm Reuben. Hi, Reuben. Hey, you had a question for Nano Girl. What was your question? Yeah, um, I was wondering what the smartest animal is. What the smartest animal is? Huh. What do you all think? I uh, like seals. Maybe a gorilla. A baboon. Chimpanzee. Orangutan. Dolphin. Maybe a whale. Maybe like an otter. A dog. Maybe a cat. Maybe an elephant for its memory. How do you think we measure how smart things Um, are? By their reactions. How well you can train them. And train them to do tricks and sort of things. Maybe it's how big their head is for the biggest brain. Or what about if they could talk or do... Dances, or... See if they can solve a puzzle, maybe. Like a jigsaw puzzle? Yeah, yeah. Do you think animals can solve jigsaw puzzles? Maybe. Oh, I think we need to go find out. Look, I don't know what the smartest animal is, but I have a friend who does. His name is Andrew, and he's at Auckland Zoo. Who wants to come? Me! Okay, here we go. Let's get into the jet vault. Oh, give me some space. My (laughs) space. Everybody, seatbelts on. All right, are you ready? Three, two, one. My GPS says we're over the zoo right now. You know what that means we have to do? Land. Ready? Three, two, one. Everybody okay? Yeah. Fabulous. I think we're in the right place because there's a giant elephant over there. Should we go see? Yeah. 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 Now, I have a friend here, and his name is Andrew. There he is. Okay, hey, Andrew. Oh, hey, guys. How are you going? Why don't you tell us what you do? 
Well, my title here is team leader of elephant seals here at Auckland Zoo. Now, Andrew, I can't help but see a rather large elephant over your shoulder. Yeah, this is Burma. I get to work with some pretty incredible animals here. She looks like a gorgeous elephant, but actually we have a question for you from Ruben. Ruben, what's your question? What's the smartest animal? Shall we head around the zoo and have a look around and see what sort of smart animals we can find? Yes! Awesome, let's go. So here we have our coast habitat and there's some pretty amazing animals that live here and these are our fur seals, the New Zealand fur seals or also known as kikinor. We have two types, we've actually got a New Zealand fur seal and a sub-Antarctic fur seal and I think they're just about to get fed. So hopefully we'll see one very soon. What do you feed a seal? Well we feed our seals six different varieties of fish and two different varieties of squid. They love food and that's the basis of their training and how we get them to do various behaviours that you're going to see them do shortly. How do you train a seal? So we train the seals through um, what we call operant conditioning. We get these guys to do a various behaviour and then they get a fish or a squid as a reward for doing that. Sounds a bit like my dog. <laughs> so I've got a couple of dogs at home and that's exactly how I train them. Does that mean the seals are smart as a dog? They're definitely as smart as a dog. We often talk about them being as smart as a dog. Now here we've got little Kaiko which is our New Zealand fur seal. It looks so fluffy when it's dry, but then when it's in the water, it looks so like silky and smooth. So he's just having a nice pulcher there. He loves his food. And the behaviours that we like to teach these guys is to help us look after them better. So things like getting to open up their mouths so we can check their teeth out. We also get them to present their flippers. They can get cuts in them, you know, bites to them. So it's very important that we can check them. Also like to roll them over on their back. Look how awesome is that? <laughs> He's laying over on his back there so we can check his belly out. Oh, you see what he's doing there? He's uh, getting his rear flipper, closing it into a fist, and that's exposing three little nails at the back there, and that's what he uses to groom himself with. These guys are pedantic about their hair, and they love to look good. Oh, you would have even seen then, he just did the resting position. That's when he puts his head right back there. And that means he can, he's nearly touching his bum when he puts his head all the way back that far. But that means he can keep an eye on any sort of other fur seals behind him and or any sort of predators that may be around. Do you think that's smart to be able to train a seal? Yeah. Yep. Especially without them biting you. Well, that's really important because these are the types of seals that you'll see around the coast of New Zealand. And the, the first thing to do is not to approach them like you see with our keepers here with this fur seal, but is to give them some space. It takes months slash years to, to train a fur seal to do what you're seeing here. But it's their ability um, to be trained is why we believe that they're so smart. So why do you um, freeze the fish in like a block of ice and then throw it into the water? Oh, do you notice here? that, did you? Yes. That's kind of what we call behavioural enrichment and giving these guys things that they can do to help keep them kind of challenged throughout their day here within the zoo. And so an ice block, they just can't grab the fish, right, because it's in an ice block. What they've worked out is that if they grab the tail, because it might be a bit of a tail or a bit of a squid hanging out, if they grab that with their mouth and then swim it around the pool, is they can get the ice block to melt that much quicker. Would you say seals are quite easy to train or like what are some of the challenges you face when trying to train them? Yes, seals are easy to train. 
However, the challenging part of it is, is because they are so smart is the, the thought process of, well, do I really want to do that? It's <laughs> yeah. a motivation, and that's why food's such, such a good motivator. So this has been really interesting, but I'm not convinced that fur seal are the smartest animal. So is there anything else we can see? There are numerous other animals here at the zoo that are just as smart, maybe even a little bit smarter. Shall we go and check some, some others out? Yes. Let's go. Where are we now? Well, we're just about to enter what we call a kia aviary, or in our high country. So kia are pretty special birds. Should we go take a look? Yeah. Yes. Well, well, there's one up there on the high rock. Oh, there are two. There are two over there and one over here. There's two of them right in front of us. They're so cute. But um, they don't really look like your normal parrot. They're quite big. Yeah, they are big, and they've got this very large beak. And can you see how sharp it looks? Yeah. Why is it so curved? See, that's the thing. This is what adds to why these are, arguably, one of the smartest parrots around, or one of the smartest birds, for that matter, around on the planet today. These guys are incredible. They're the world's only alpine parrot. And when we think about alpine, we're thinking of the southern Alps down in the South Island. And there's very little things up there in terms of food and this sort of stuff. So these guys have evolved and learned how to live in an environment that's really, really tough. So in order to do that is that they've got this very sharp beak to be able to dig up roots and berries and different types of um, grasses that are up there in order to get their food. So are they quite smart because they can adapt to lots of conditions? Yeah, exactly. And they have to be thinking all the time um, to how they get their next food or how they're going to go about doing that. Now the thing with these guys is they're extremely curious. And this is how they become so smart, is through curiosity. They learn lots of different behaviours. We've got a bachelor group here, so it's four boys that live here. And that's not unusual too, is that they form little groups and they hang out together. So there's a bit of a social structure. Oh, here comes one now. We have to be careful he doesn't steal any of our gear. These guys are renowned for jumping on people's cars and starting to pull them apart. And they just do that for fun to see what they can grab and what they can do. They're incredibly cheeky parrots. They're a little bit, I guess, misunderstood. Because of their naughty behaviour, some would see it. I just think it's awesome. You know, there was a period in our history that they were actually culled. They had a, a bounty on their head. We went from 150,000 of these birds down to about 5,000 now. You know, and it's all just to do with their personalities. And I guess that's what makes them smart as well, is that they have a personality. These guys are again renowned for tool use, so grabbing sticks and using sticks to dig things or poke things or pull things. They're absolutely amazing at puzzles to get food, you know, so whether it's in a box and they've got to pull a piece of string to get a piece of food out, that's not trained, that's instinctive for them through their curiosity to pull that bit of string to see the food at the other end of it to then take the food. How long would it take a Kia to figure out one of the puzzles? <laughs> not very long. You know, some of these animals that we have here, whether it's orangutans, elephants or seals, or, or Kia for that matter, is I think they're sometimes smarter than the keepers that look after them, you know. They keep us on our toes all all the time. Did you think that birds could do puzzles? Mm, no. no. No, I think I think that's that's it. A lot of people don't realise how intelligent our bird species are. They're incredibly smart. A Kia more smart than standard parrots, you know, like parrots have on their shoulder. Again, it's how we want to define smart, but um, you have an African grey parrot, which are renowned for mimicry, as in, you know, they can talk like a person. 
Well, these guys um, are super smart in the puzzle making it. They just don't have the anatomy to mimic. Like, can you train a Kia? And if so, what do you train them to do? Yeah, so our keepers here love training the Kia. We train them to um, fly from A to B. They're taught to span their wings out so they can um, be checked underneath their wings. They present their feet. We can check their feet to make sure their, their cushions on their feet are all good. So again, very, very trainable, just like the seals. So do we think that Kia are the smartest animals at the zoo? Maybe. Do you think they're smarter than the fur seal? Um, I'm not really sure, actually. Don't know quite yet. Don't know quite it's yet. Tricky. What do you need more of? Information. More information. Andrew, is there maybe another animal we can go see? Yeah, I think there's a very special animal we need to go and see, and that may just give you an answer. Okay. Should we go have a look? Yeah. Yes. Awesome, let's go. animal are we going to next? We're going to head off and see the lovely Burma and Angelia, Asian elephants here at the zoo. Receiving Laurel. Hello. Hiya, we're just heading over. I'm just going to open this up. Oh my god guys, look, Burma's having a bath in the pool. She's having a swim. So Burma's 37 years old. Elephants live 50 to 70 years. Now, Angelie, uh, oh, make sure I don't get wet here. Remember's got the hose. Um, Angelie's 13 years old, so she's got loads of growing to do yet. Uh, Angelie just, oh, Burma, sorry, squirted us with a hose. She's pretty, she's pretty good with the hose. Now, she's had a cool off in the pool. Elephants love to get themselves dirty. So what I reckon we do is if we head over to the big dirt pile, I reckon Bam will probably come over and um, have a play in there. Should we give that a go? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's head around there. Here comes Bama. So Bama weighs in at 3,100 kilos at the moment, which is essentially the size of a small truck. Oh, look at her. She's throwing the dirt over herself. Why do you think she does that? To keep the flies away. Keep the flies away? Yeah, that's one reason. Isn't it their form of sunscreen? Exactly. It's to protect their back from that harmful UV rays at the moment. And it comes very instinctive to them. Can Burma do any tricks? Well, she doesn't really do tricks. She does what we call behaviours, and behaviours that enable us to look after her properly. And so whether that, again, is getting her trunk up so we can look inside her mouth or whether she lays over on her side so we can give her a good bath and check along her back um, or whether she presents her ear so we can take blood. So Burma probably knows about 50 to 60 different behaviours. They all have a, a different verbal cue to it. She just opened her mouth eat yeah, like her toenails Yeah, it's almost. pretty amazing, eh? So her tongue's like a big hunk of hubba-bubba. And if she opens up her mouth and you see those big molars, they're sort of the size of a house brick, two at the top and two down the bottom, and they're big grinding plates because they need to chew and they need to eat so much food. So Burma probably eats about 150 to 200 kilos of food a day. What type of food does the elephant eat? So Burma's just got a piece of strelitzia. You know, birds of paradise plant, it's the trunk part of it. It's extremely tough. So she's standing on one end of it, and then she's using her trunk to peel back the layers of the palm on the other side. What you can do is you can grab a piece of apple, Bimma, and you're going to place it in Burma's trunk. Wait, Bimma. That's it. Pop it in her trunk. And she's going to close it. See how oh, cool? so cute. And then she's going to pop it in her mouth. That's it. Hear her breathing. And then do you want to come up and give her a rub on her trunk? Feel how, t- how tough it is. That's it. Whoa, that's Burma. so Mita. Hit the nice and rough. Good girl. Hop. Hop. 
What language are you using to talk to the animals? Some of it's Sri Lankan, some we make up. It doesn't matter what you use as long as it's linked to a behaviour. Basically, we use a different language to make it very clear that when we're asking for something that there's an obligation for her to want to participate. So Burma can speak two languages? Well, yeah, essentially. But there's probably even three because body language is massive for elephants. They're just so complex when it comes to the way that they think and, the, and when it comes to their observations, what they can learn and what they can do. How do you measure um, how smart an animal is? So smartness for us is about an animal's ability to learn. If we're talking about intelligence, that's slightly different because that's something a bit more with what an animal may be born with. But elephants, they're essentially both. These guys have a massive capacity to, to remember things. Is that why we say that elephants never forget? Yeah, well, that's exactly why people refer to that phrase. The thing is, though, is elephants are very similar to us, where they remember, well, I believe, they remember things that have impact on their lives. So it's kind of like they could see someone across from the crowd, they're probably going to forget that person tomorrow. But the fact that you guys have come in and you've met Burma, she smelt you, which is a really important part. Elephants love to smell one another. The fact that you've given her something. So it's remembering things that have impact on your lives. And this is what's really renowned with elephants. Perhaps not so much with seals and perhaps not so much with Kia. When she smells you, it's a, is it a bit like when you put out your hand for a dog to sniff it? Exactly, yeah. So there's so much we don't know about elephants. The suggestions that these guys can what we call chemically communicate. So they will take a scent and then there's two little holes in the roof of her mouth. They're called VNO ducks or vomeronasal organ ducks. And basically they get that scent and they blow it up into those two holes and a chemical reaction happens. And that can give them information, we believe. But what it is exactly, we don't know. But they definitely, it's called the Fleming response. What about their emotional intelligence? Something that's also really renowned for these guys is grief. So Burma went through a period of grief there. She lost, you know, someone that was really close to her. But the amazing thing was is that she transitioned a lot of, um, you know, that trust and, and faith and other bits and pieces that she had with Cashin onto her handlers. And we managed to work with her and get her through that time of grief. And we learned so much about Burma through that time. And that's what's important with all of this is who's taught me the most in my time working here at the zoo? is the elephants. They are the biggest teachers out. And they continue to teach me. And they continue, continue to amaze me. Well, I'm pretty convinced that elephants are the smartest animal that we have seen today. Ruben, does that help answer your question? Yeah, it does. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for bringing us not only to the zoo, but showing us all these amazing animals. Who enjoyed themselves? Me. Who thinks that elephants are now their favourite animal? Me. <laughs> <laughs> what? They should be. Then, what do I not see it? <laughs> so what do you think is the smartest animal? Well, if I'm really honest with myself, I think all animals are smart in their own way in order to survive. You think about a spider and the way that they make their web, you think of an ant colony and how you know the structure of that in itself, all the way to how incredible the elephants are. They're all smart. OK, I'm afraid we're going to have to go back to school, though. Are you ready to get back in the jet vault? Yeah, thank you. Hey, pleasure meeting you guys. Have a good day, eh? See ya. See you later. Bye, 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 Bye,
I've been feeding elephants. They're so amazing. We can't get an elephant, Nano Girl. They can eat between 200 and 500 kilograms of plants every day, and they poo 15 to 20 times a day. Oh, no. I don't want an elephant at home. They're far too big. And I can always pop around the corner and see them at the zoo if I want to. But they are clever, though. I wonder which is the cleverest animal that's not in the zoo. Can you look into that while I try this new experiment? So for this experiment, you're going to need six to eight popsicle sticks. You're going to line them all up together and you're going to tape them so they stick together and make a base that you can draw a picture on. And the tape will come off soon. It's just to hold them together to make them easier to draw a picture on. Now you need to draw a picture of anything you like, but a picture of an animal might be quite fun. So I'm going to draw a picture of a cat. And I'm going to use some colouring pens to colour it all in. Ooh, that's a good cat. Meow. Okay, now, what we want to do is separate them and then mix them all up. And here is the aim of the game. You're going to see how quickly that you can put the cat shape back together and then you're going to time yourself and see if you can do it quicker than your friends. This is going to test both your memory and how good you are at solving a puzzle. Ready? Three, two, one, go! To have your own science adventure, check out the video on the RNZ website. It's got all of the instructions you're going to need to make your own animal memory puzzle. Have a go and let us know how you get on, or if you have a science question you'd like us to answer, you can email us on scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. Claire, did you find out what the cleverest animal outside the zoo is? Not yet. I'm still working on that list of all the things that have ever gone wrong. Oh dear. Thanks for listening to Nano Girl's Great Science Adventures. And thanks to Andrew Kors from Auckland Zoo for introducing us to such clever animals, as well as to Loxie, Scarlet, Reuben and Nico for helping us to work out which is the smartest animal in the zoo. Find all of Nano Girl's Great Science Adventures on any podcasting app. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio too. It's also on the RNZ and Nano Girl websites. Wherever you find it, remember to click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. And rate us too. Then others get to have great science adventures as well. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have a great question, don't be afraid to ask us. Email scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. This podcast was made by Dr. Michelle Dickinson, Sophie Fern, Marie Pipe, Jocelyn Bunch, Crystal Lee Brown, Liz Garton, Tim Watkin, and RNZ's amazing sound engineers. Until our next adventure, Kakitiano! Kakitiano.